Welcome to Digital Hospitality. I am your host, Sean Walchev. This is a Cali BBQ Media production. We firmly believe in our deep thesis, which is that all businesses are in the hospitality business, no matter what business you're in. And every business needs to be digital first. Uh, digital hospitality is something that has been deep in our hearts. And today's guest is Avi Gorin, who is a repeat guest. He's so good that we're bringing him back. Um, but we're bringing him back with much deeper insights. He is the co-founder and CEO of Marquee, M-A-R-Q-I-I. We will ask him why he spells it that way. Um, but no, we love Avi. We love Marquee, as you guys know, that have been following this show. Um, Marquee is a partner at Cali Barbecue, and we only invest in the best in class. So today we're going to talk a lot about what Marquee has done for us in the past, but more importantly, what they're doing into the future because they are always evolving. Uh, Avi, welcome to the show. Appreciate it, Sean. Always love uh, coming back. And anytime I get invited back, I know I said and thought about all the right things the first time, which my dad- Well, the was. first time I had you on, you had a lot of hair. Well, COVID was hard on all of us in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was about 10 inches longer and 20 pounds wider, but COVID, COVID was COVID. So let's, uh, for the people that don't know who Marquis is and don't know who you are, let's give them the elevator pitch. Give us what you, when you go, when you go and you raise capital as a, yeah. as a digital hospitality tech solution, you've got to, to get to the point quickly. So let's, let's get that out of the way and then, uh, bring people into the, the inside of really what you guys do. Yeah. I would say, look, ele elevator two second Marquis is a one-stop digital operations platform for hospitality businesses and restaurants, right? In plain English, it means that we save teams time by managing their online reviews, menus, and key customer information like hours, photos, holiday hours, right? Anything that can help drive and dictate a customer journey, we touch and automate. Uh, you know, I, full transparency, uh, Stephen Swiderski on my team, he is the one responsible for using Marquee on a daily basis for Cali Barbecue. That's how he manages the reviews. That's how he updates all of the listings. Uh, before this interview is the first time I logged in, I don't know, in, a, in about a month or so onto Marquee. And to be honest with you, I got so much anxiety thinking about how many different places Cali barbecue can exist on the web. You know, there's a listing page on the homepage of Marquee that talks about Siri, Alexa, Nextdoor, Waze, Facebook, Google, oh. Yelp, all of the ones that you know that you need to be on, that you know the information needs to be correct about your restaurant. There's Bing, there's Snapchat, there's Amex, there's Better Business Bureau, there's Uber, like not just Uber Eats, but Uber, like, okay, Uber, we need to have the listing correct. <laughs> I, it gave me anxiety, but then it gave me comfort of knowing why we build the relationships that we do, why we put on this show so that other restaurant owners and hospitality professionals, so that they can find tools like this that can better help them drive their brands. Bring me back to the, to the beginning, because we're talking about publishers. These are all these different publishing sites that somehow they've built their business by aggregating a bunch of other small businesses together, hoping that they get the information correct, but how infrequently that information is actually correct. Well, I think, you know, step one is just remembering and realizing that the days of the yellow pages are over, right? It's not this, it's not this static book of AAA barbecue, 
right? Yeah. Those days are, are gone. And there are so many places for your information to live and so many ways for a customer journey to begin and end that you just, you can't risk not being everywhere. Because I'll tell you what, when your information is wrong on Google, when it's wrong on wrong. Yelp, they're not blaming Google or Yelp. They're blaming the business owner. Yelp doesn't get a bad review. The owner gets a bad review. When I drag my kids after their baseball practice, because you said you were open till six, turns out you close at two for summer hours and I show up, I'm not leaving Yelp a bad review, right? And so this data, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. I can say to Alexa, hey, Alexa, you know, what pizzerias are open near me? And it's going to spit out a couple options near my zip code. How do you manage that data otherwise, right? And so what we found was at no fault of their own, restaurant owners and business owners were just, they were facing this uphill battle as you know, we evolved and, and had more access to tools and publisher networks and you start getting regional networks and everything. There was just no easy way to manage this, right? And it's nobody's fault. It's a messy system. Everyone's trying to do the best they can, right? Yahoo wants the best information. There's just, yep. there's no easy way to get it. Yeah. So they'll buy LLC data. Well, Sean, when you launch your LLC, <laughs> I would hate to see the LLC data for restaurants. It's got to be a mess. Well, I don't have a restaurant and my parents still get mailed to their house because that's where I was living in their basement when I, you know, formed Marquee. What a mess. So it's just, it's a messy situation. We're coming in and we're trying to just really help remove that roadblock so that restaurant owners, hospitality owners can go back to doing what they want to do, which is creating that guest experience, that that invitation into a restaurant to feel like you're in someone's home and be hospitable, right? And, and if you start on the wrong foot, it's hard to get back. You get one first impression. The results are in National Restaurant Association show, Kyle and Sarah and myself. We were at the Davos sales tax booth and we were polling restaurant owners on the floor. This was a very unscientific poll but the results are resounding. Restaurant owners do not like sales tax. Nobody likes sales tax. Doesn't matter what business owner you are, small business, big business, Davo automates the sales tax process. We are so grateful that Davo is the sponsor of this show. They automate sales tax at our Cali barbecue restaurants. It is $50 a month that integrates with all the major point of sale partners, including Toast. So if you want to sleep at night, if you want to not worry about sales tax, go to Davo, check them out. Davo Sales Tax, uh, let us know how they're helping automate your sales tax in your restaurant so that we can share your Davo story on digital hospitality. Well, what's cool for me is, you know, I know just logging into my marquee dashboard is that how much you guys have evolved since we first onboarded with you. Um, it's one of the things that I admire. It's why we stay close and connected to to someone like you because you guys are pushing the ball forward. I mean, you have huge announcements. What 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 kind of things are you guys doing right now with OpenTable? Yeah, so we have always been review obsessed. I spent two years working at Yelp. I've really saw the pains and the joys of having reviews, right? And at Marquee, and we took this straight from uh, Unreasonable Hospitality, we firmly believe that praise is affirmation, but criticism is an investment, right? There's a chance to take it and get better. You can improve on a process. And so to manage all of this across every relevant review site is a nightmare. You can't go one by one. It's our job to help make sure that 
Restaurant owners who want to value hospitality reviews have access to systems that allow for that. You don't need access to medical review sites and auto review site, right? You have a very no, few don't. review sites that matter. And yeah. one of those is OpenTable, right? OpenTable is, if not the largest, you know, top two review uh, reservation systems and marketplaces. And decisions happen in that ecosystem, right? I'm in OpenTable searching for available reservations or I'm going, you know, being led there from your, your website. And so the opportunity to gather that review data and ingest it into our system so that when you're looking at historical reviews, we're able to segment this out by not just walk-ins, not just Yelp, not just Google, but really showing you what's happening on OpenTable, right? What happened to someone who actually took the time to say, not only do I want to eat there, I want to make sure I can eat there, right? You took yes. my reservation. Can you hold my reservation, right? What happened once I got there? I mentioned I had a birthday and my flow of open table did you did you do something for that did you get that information and do something with it right there's so much data that lives in open table reviews that won't live in yelp that won't live in google because it's a different experience it's yep. a different expectation that was set to ignore that data you're, you're losing out on potential gold right and so we wanted to be able to take that put that into our system show you new insights that can allow you to actually have action items from that I think for me, it's fascinating because you know who you need to partner with to help restaurants, but then getting there, it's work. Like it has to be a relationship. Open table has to believe in marquee just as much as marquee has to believe that the work is worth it to be with open table. Can you talk about the relationship? Yeah. I mean, look, first of all, our whole team are, are restaurant people, right? I, I grew up working. First of all, I grew up eating in more restaurants than I'm proud of. But second, <laughs> I, I worked for, for all of high school at the best pizzeria in Oceanside, Long Island, DeCoco's. And I saw what went on in the back, right? I, I watched Mike struggle with different parts of the business and thrive in other parts. I worked at Yelp, hearing the ins and outs, the pain points. My team comes from breweries and coffee shops and everyone in our company has worked in hospitality it's so important for us because it's a different beast you can't compare owning and operating a brick and mortar or virtual kitchen to a retail aromatherapy yeah. shop to us to the you know a clothing store right it's a different beast um and so i've been a user of a lot of these systems right as as a as a consumer I've made plenty of reservations on open table, right? I've made um, plenty of orders on Uber Eats and, and uh, these other systems, right? I actually used Easy Cater for a board meeting where we brought in Kava, right? So I've used all of these as consumers. And so I consider myself a relatively power user, right? So if we see enough of this on our side, it makes us want to engage with our client base and say, what are your pain points? What's bothering you today? Because the reality is, Running a restaurant in 2023 is different than 2021 and different than yep. 2020. Yeah. Right. And so we reached out to Open Table. Took a while for them to respond, but we were able to slowly but surely build that relationship, that trust. And when we started sharing our, our client base information and letting it be known who we're working with, the 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 reputation we've built with our clients and the industry, we became their first non-ecosystem review partner there'll be more to wow. come they, they we basically helped build the apis that'll allow for the system to work and there should be others right we don't yeah. want to be the monopoly because 
restaurants all operate differently. If you have a different system that you're using that works well for that and you want to leverage our menu and listings, all for it, right? We want this to be a one-size-fits-one solution, right? And and you need to be able to partner with multiple people for that. When you you brought up Easy Cater, and Easy Cater is very interesting to me, uh, primarily because we have a barbecue business. We love the catering business. It's actually what we want to do more of. And the fact that Cali Barbecue right now, we are launching with Easy Cater. So um, we met with them at the National Restaurant Association show. We went to their booth, and um, they've been doing this for a long time now. And yep. the fact that, you know, I don't have their technology in my restaurant um, to help me drive more catering orders, um, it's on me. You know, frankly, it's it's on me, but I'm very excited that now we're going to be able to tap into their local network here in San Diego yep. to drive more catering orders. Why was it a priority for you to uh, to partner with Easy Cater for Marquee? Hey everyone, uh, Avi Gorin, CEO and co-founder of Marquee. And I want to talk about the customer journey for a second. You never know as a restaurant owner where your guests are truly coming from. End of the day, we do see some patterns around two types of search behaviors, direct versus discovery. Direct search, for an example, would be jumping into Google and saying Cali barbecue hours, right? I know where I want to go to eat, but I'm missing a key detail. I need a little bit more information. Discovery, which is the bulk of searches, is barbecue in San Diego, restaurants near me, takeout near me, right? One of the best ways to be found for more discovery searches is leveraging keywords. Reviews are basically free content for you to leverage. Think about keywords that are relevant to your brand, your location, and include as many of those in your review responses as possible, right? How can you go about doing this? Let's set up reports, utilize tools like Google Trends, find out what's going on in your area and how you can help leverage these keywords and review responses because someone else is doing that right if you need some examples you could do anything from including summer menu gluten-free menu um, leverage specific menu items like the dreaded and beloved spice pumpkin anything in your review responses right let them know what's coming let your reviewers know something they should come back and try and of course, if all of this just seems overwhelming and daunting because you're already running a, a restaurant and have enough on your plate, just leverage the team at Marquee to do this for you. We handle all of this. We're experts in this space. We can automate this. So it's just another item that you know you are taking care of. Again, that's Marquee.com, M-A-R-Q-I-I-M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. Know you. However, we did recently buy M-A-R-Q-U-I-I.com. So if you do misspell it, we got you. You'll still find us. We can still help you. So when we talk again to our client base and we say, hey, what, what are your pain points right now? A couple of years ago, it used to be we're trying to figure out a catering system. We were looking, I'm not going to mention the competitors, but they were looking at a couple of different systems and we just can't settle on one. Do you have an opinion? Fast forward a couple of years. And it's become, hey, we've chosen Easy Cater. They are the leader for us. They're who we believe is best in class. We're getting reviews that I have to leave my marquee ecosystem where I'm looking at my whole 360 view. And I now have to go to Easy Cater to see what's going on. And then I have to pretend to be a data scientist to pull that in, pop it into Google, export from, like, it's just, our job here is to help automate, right? Let us be that, one-stop shop for you. And so when we approached Easy Cater, they were actually very open to it because they realized 
it makes their experience stickier. Yeah. If they allow their customers to have access to the data where they need it, there's less of a reason to leave, right? Because now you can see, hey, I'm, I'm averaging 4.2 stars across all my on-premise, 3.2 on my off-premise, but my easy cater is somewhere in between. So what's going right on easy cater when it leaves my building, right? What can I learn from that experience to maybe trickle down to my smaller orders, right? And all of that gives the restaurant an opportunity to grow and learn and easy cater is a part of that. Give me an idea. You said off-premise and on-premise. Obviously, the show's about digital hospitality. We, we care about not just restaurant owners, all business owners selling more things online, whether that's in person within the four walls or delivered outside of their restaurant. Um, tell, tell me about the insights that you're you're giving giving uh, restaurant owners. Yeah. I mean, look, so I'll, I'll name drop a restaurant that I love, Loro, here in Austin. It's a, a, col a collab between Tyson Cole of Uchi and Aaron Franklin of Franklin. And they've got three or four locations now, Austin, Houston, Dallas. They're incredible. I eat there probably every four to six weeks, either we're taking out or dining in. The experience, when you go to their website and you order from Toast and you go to pick it up, they've done an incredible job of the takeout curbside pickup. Like cool. you're, you, they have five designated, maybe even 10 at this point, designated spots. You drive up, you text, it's out within three minutes, but then that restaurant loses control of the rest of the situation, right? They don't know if my drive from there to my home, I'm going to be stuck in Austin traffic for 30 minutes. My Karage chicken's going to be soggy. Um, you know, the brisket I took out, get dried up. All sorts of things can happen in between there. And so restaurants can now have access to this segmentation of on-premise, off-premise. When you leave, there's different sentiment analysis we need to be looking at, right? Because it's not yeah. apples, apples when you look at off-premise to on-premise reviews, right? There's different ceilings. There's different pain points. There's different issues. It's less maybe about the customer experience and more about well, what happened to the food, right? Can you do something in your containers to make it better? Is there an experience from the text to arrival to the curbside pickup that could have gone smoother. And so we're going to give you access to that data in a digestible, actionable way so you can implement change, right? Because again, it's different segmentations, different process. You can't look at it the same. Speaking of off-premise, Uber Eats is uh, something that you guys have been working on for a while. What, what have you guys been doing with, with Uber Eats and where's Marquee going? Yeah, so Uber Eats, I mean, they are... They're a behemoth, right? Um, they're they're such a valuable data set when you look at just the user behavior, the engagements being found. They just went through that major cleanup with virtual brands. So now there's more room to shine. So it's more important than ever to get access to that direct feedback, right? I just went through an Uber Eats order last week and the flow at checkout is specifically asking me about dishes. Right? Mm -hmm. How did this dish rank? What happened with this dish? Thumbs up, thumb down on this. And an opportunity to give really strong, specific feedback to the restaurant. And I ordered from Uchi, a place that I love. And across the board was pretty much all positive and thumbs up, except for one dish that really didn't travel well. And I know that they focus so hard on that experience because they don't offer all the dishes because they don't believe some travel well. right? And so, again, another restaurant I eat at eight to 10 times a year. For the last 10 years, I've been going there. So I know their menu in and out. And a dish that I normally order in, in person really gave me a different experience at home, right? And that's not what they're going for. And so being able to tie that back from Uber Eats, 
without it being public facing. It's direct feedback, an opportunity to invest in that experience and really up that, right? And, and a place like Uchi, where they have really a substantially higher uh, bill, usually, yeah. has an opportunity to invest in small tweaks here or there, right? And really kind of make that difference in that change. And so Uber Eats, as they continue to be one of the leaders in, in off-premise online ordering, that data is just, it's gold. You are doing your, I mean, you're making all of these huge announcements with these big partners. These are big deals for not only your existing clients, but potential clients. When you have these deep relationships with other technology companies, how do you go deeper? Like you have a relationship with Yelp, yet it's not just good enough to just let things go. You've got to continue to push the ball forward. What have you guys done with Yelp? Yelp is one of those who have just, they've been around forever, right? They yep. really, they were kind of, they were, they were the leader in, in let's move to the digital age. And as Yelp evolves and innovates, we need to be a part of that. Yeah. Their listing information, when you look at what you could have searched for as a consumer in 2018, 19 and early COVID 2020 is completely different than what you can search for now, right? As people's priorities change as a consumer, you need to be able to have that field ingestion on a publisher like Yelp. So as we've grown and evolved, we take advantage of every single field and functionality that Yelp has to offer. Same with Google, um, because again, they are so aware of the changes happening in search behavior that for a business like yours to miss out on an opportunity talking about, hey, yes, we're playing the Padres game. We're playing sports games. We have TV, everything that you could yeah. think of, right? It's a Thursday night. I've got my dog. I want to make sure that there's a view and a patio and the sports game and sound is and sound is on <laughs> and sound is on right um all of this matters for a customer experience of course. And again when you think about the reviews reviews are just expectations being set or met so if you said you had the game on and you didn't if you said you had sound on and you didn't there's an opportunity for a negative experience for the customer right so it's so important to innovate with yelp as they do for you one of the coolest things that you guys have rolled out is your AI review response. Can you talk about some case studies, best use practices, um, you know, on a large restaurant group level and then down to a single single unit level? Absolutely. I'm going to start by saying I love and am obsessed with reviews. I have felt <laughs> that, I started working I, at Yelp. I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> Since 2012, when I first started working at Yelp, it just felt like there was this power in reviews for a business owner and yeah such a shift in mentality over the last 10 years where it started with f reviews i want nothing to do with them why are they giving me feedback like this to this slow shift of okay well maybe they're oh okay hey that's not really i don't agree but okay fine right and like we've seen this more adoption and embracing of reviews publicly and privately right there's nothing like yeah. a a direct feedback opportunity, but the reality is there's a lot living publicly. And we started to see this shift in embracement of reviews, right? As part of embracing reviews, you have to respond to reviews. There's a whole side benefit of responding to reviews publicly because at the end of the day, it's free content. It's yeah. free local SEO opportunities. It's an opportunity to publicly mention an LTO, publicly mention a menu item that you're pushing, publicly shout out an employee. Right. And so for years, we've been wanting to offer some sort of review response product. But the reality is 
two, three years ago, there was no way to do that at scale at the level and quality that we insist on at Marquee. Lo and behold, over the last six plus months, we've been able to take advantage and grow with this new capabilities that AI is offering. What we found is the idea of just training a model and pushing go is not appropriate. That's not where success will come from. Because again, there are intricacies and reviews that need to be monitored by HI, by human intelligence, right? And yes. so at Marquee, your brand manager, your account manager is monitoring these reviews. And for the first period or so, you're approving our approvals. And then after, I believe, 90 days, we then have the right to just respond for you. Mm -hmm. I'll give you an instance where we have a client in Union Square in Manhattan. Yeah. There was a review complaining about parking because parking in the city is <laughs> shocking. <laughs> yeah. And the initial response from, from the AI bot was, well, we're looking into that. It's a great point. We hope to fix <laughs> We're not it. looking into it. <laughs> no one's doing that. Do no, no one's doing that. It's so bad. Little things like that that still need to be monitored and updated and, and, and we're looking at this. That. That's great. Yeah. Right. And like, this is the best way to handle this and create scalability. What I love about the adoption of this product, we have seen both our single unit, two, three unit operators up to our 50, hundred unit operators leveraging this product. Some are getting 80 reviews a month. Some are getting 4,000 reviews across their brands. Wow. We are responding on their behalf to every single one, right? And that allows you to go back and do what you want to do with your with your time, with your energy. Um, you can turn what would be a, a 10 hour process into a 20 minute, you know, quick data set. You're looking, you're seeing, you're getting updates. Okay, but you're not responding, right? And it's so powerful. It's for me as somebody, you know, we're in the media, we're in the storytelling business. We see all the content about for any of the conferences that you go to. Because it's like, hey, you got that by EOD? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you and your wife have a Slack channel? It's, otherwise, she won't respond to me. 
We do not a joke. We do a once a year on site where we like we take the kids to the grandparents. <laughs> we plan a dinner. We plan an event, and we go. You call it a um, on site with your wife once and a we, year. We, we talk about finances. We talk about goals. How are we going to accomplish something? And then the next year, we see what we what we did and what we didn't. But when is when is the, when is the one for twenty twenty three? Or did you already have it? Well, our fiscal year starts in March. No, um, <laughs> no, we have we have an onsite plan for middle of December and uh, middle of December. If we didn't do these onsites, I wouldn't have a home. I would have no kids. We never would have talked about it. I, I mean, I, I, we laugh about it, but it is one of the most important things. I mean, me and my wife, we have a standing every single week. We meet and yeah. we meet for personal time, and that's like literally on my work schedule email google like that way it's a non-negotiable you got to do it man otherwise you, a how do they know how else do you know what's going on and b yeah. if you've got the time unstructured to just to plan for a year i don't so, know there is something i, I do want to talk to you about which is the ability to build businesses no matter where you are in the world um as you know i spend summers every year going to Bulgaria to the village with my wife and my kids and they've been traveling since they were babies and I heard on this uh, popular show called Closed Monday that uh, you're going to be spending December um, in Chile. Can you tell me how did that inspiration come? Is this the longest time you're going to be going and how are you going to run your marquee empire from from Chile? Well, I'm you know I'm just I'm pulling a Sean I'm jealous man. (laughs) Um, <laughs> you have you you you've got the internet, so you have no excuse. You know, here there's two things, right? End of the day, I am at this point such a believer in a distributed workforce. If you take the time as an employee, at, and again, obviously it's not for everybody. You can't run, you can't have your whole barbecue, you know, conglomerate not in the restaurant, right? You got to be in the yeah. restaurant. And this is not for everybody. Somebody, somebody actually has to put ribs on the smoker. Exactly. And I've seen your video. <laughs> There's no virtual far. ribs. I haven't figured that out yet. Well, just you got to start Roblox and then you'll be in there. So here we go. Um, for us as a company, we invest time and resources into running the best remote distributed workforce that we can. We invest yeah. in the office, we invest in software, we invest in time to make everybody feel as comfortable and productive as you can. We also have a once a year on site, right? So we get to meet each other. We're traveling to trade shows, but again, it's it's everything's done remotely and virtually. And my philosophy has always been: we hire adults, we bring on adults. You know your job. If you can do it from a beach in Mexico or a WeWork in Brazil, where my mid market director is right now, more power to you. Awesome. Right? Um, as a company, we have employees in about seventeen states, and then in Brazil and Ecuador. Cool. And so, we're, again. Traveling is part of our company culture at this point, being distributed as company culture. And then just for me and my wife, we're travelers. We've together, we've we've traveled fortunate enough to travel the world. We did six months backpacking South America where my family's from. I mean, we are we are travelers. While and you so, while while you had Marquee? This was just before Marquee. Just before Marquee. But last year alone, I've taken my daughter, she's two years old now. She's been on probably about 50 flights. So like we've 50 taken 50 flights. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm, cool. I'm taking my daughter around the world, so she's not impressed with your dusty son's Epcot trip, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, so you know, we're, we that's an important part of our family culture, and so I've been talking about my cousin has a wedding in, in Chile coming up, and probably the last twelve months, I've been like, 
trying to incept my family on this idea of let's do this. And then uh, it just worked out where I was able to pull the trigger where we're going to go to Chile for December. We live December 4th. And then we're doing a engineering onsite with my Brazilian and Ecuadorian team in Buenos Aires in the first week of January. Sweet. So I'm going to parlay this month in Chile into an engineering onsite and meet with my whole team, some of them for the first time. Wow. And then we'll come back on the uh, on January 12th. Now, is it Chile or is it Chile? You know what? We accept both. It's Chile. But I grew up, in, you know, when we moved to the States, we lived in Georgia. No one was saying my name or my name <laughs> correctly. <laughs> I, was I have, an, I have another friend whose family's from Chile, and he always corrects me and make, make sure that I my gringo ass doesn't butcher it. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, in all seriousness, I think this stuff is important, and I think it's not talked about enough. Um, what where was the courage? Because it's doesn't it doesn't take courage to go for one week. It doesn't take courage to go for two weeks. Turning two weeks into three into four. Now we're talking about some uncomfortable conversations that have to be had. But talk about how you guys went through that and um, ultimately how you came up on that decision for the time. Yeah, courage and crazy are probably a little bit of <laughs> right. And well, that's why crazy. I like you because you got a little <laughs> bit of both. <laughs> You know, look, we love, it's so important for our kids to have routine. We've got two now, right? One's a four-month-old who's basically just another accessory on the plane, right? And then my going to be three-year-old who's just cuckoo town. Um, and routine's important for them, but so is family and so is experiences. And we've worked really hard. My parents moved to the States, you know, in the late 80s and then early 90s. And they've done a really impressive job in maintaining relationships, both with family and friends abroad. And it's important to me that my kids have that too. It's important to my wife that our kids have that too. And so I don't want those relationships to go away and yeah. it takes effort. And then I also, hopefully this is not just a do as I say, but do as I do. I want my team and my company to see that I'm doing it and Absolutely. that I'm going to miss a few meetings. I'm yeah. going to be out of office for a couple of days, but I'm also going to be in office abroad. Yeah. I'm going to be on Slack. Like, look, strategically, we're going to a place that fortunately the time zone works out really well. I'm not doing six weeks in Japan. That's hard, right? Time zone is different. Different times. Right? But I feel like this is something where I can really show our, our, our company that, hey, this is the culture. It's okay to do this. We encourage you to do this. Life is short. Work is important. We're not solving cancer. Yeah. We're helping restaurant tours. We're doing some fun, important work. But you got to take care of yourself and you got to be able to enjoy the benefits of working here. And this is one of them. And you need to take advantage of something like this. If you can, if you're up for it. My VP yeah. of, engineering, my VP of uh, customer support is going to Australia for two weeks. That's awesome. Great. Sorry you have to go with your kid, but it's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be honest with you, I think that's the the coolest thing about what's happening in 2023 and beyond is that if you are crazy and you have the courage the only person stopping you is you, you know, and we work in the hospitality space. So it takes the person that's listening to this show, the person that's watching the show, like it takes you the courage. Like it took me having my son to take myself, who's the owner operator off of the manager schedule. 
Like I'm literally the shittiest manager Cali barbecue had because I was trying to be an owner and I was trying to do the manager checklist and I never did the manager checklist. And the next manager came on and they're like, they had to do double the work, but it's like, it takes the courage of removing ourselves from the equation. And I hope by doing shows like this, by having guests like you on that are building the tools, like I can log into Marquee from Bulgaria. Correct. I could log into Marquee from, from Chile. Like it's able to empower our teams to use these tools so that we know that our restaurants are running well, yeah. you know, or they're not, maybe they, maybe they aren't, <laughs> maybe I need to get back on a plane and come and fix something. I mean, I love it when we follow all, a majority of our clients online and when I get a chance to see these operators on the road yeah, and know that they're, Hey, they're doing their thing. They're having fun. They're taking a vacation. This work is hard. Running a restaurant is hard, right? And being able to, Take a minute to enjoy yourself, enjoy, you know, the fruits of some hard work. It, it's important. It's important to refresh. Now, I did read after we booked this trip that scientifically it's better for you to take six one-week vacations than one six-week trip, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I disagree with that. <laughs> I disagree with that. It's it, I mean, especially when you're going to a place of your roots, a place that you want to you know, have your kids interact with the culture, language, all of the food, all of those things, traditions, you just can't replace that, that amount of time. Yeah, no, and it's, listen, I'm, I've never been to Napa, but I've been to Chilean wine country three times. Yeah, right? amazing. So to have that kind of experience and, and see what's going on over there. And Argentina is going to be an incredible two yeah. weeks or two weeks that we're there. We're doing Mendoza for five nights and it's like a different trip, right? We're going with our kids. So yeah this belief of one day for you one day for us so yeah. one day it's going to be just pool and playground the next day taking your ass to a vineyard yeah deal with <laughs> it deal with it. We'll all, our, all our drinks in plastic and that's fine <laughs> that's awesome uh so every single week if you are listening to the show we want to hear your story so if you're in restaurants if you're in technology sales marketing we have a community of digital hospitality leaders we meet on linkedin audio and we meet on clubhouse if you guys want to join that um, you can come on stage you can just send me a dm on instagram that's at sean p walchef s-h-a-w-n-p-w-a-l-c-h-e-f i'm very active on instagram live vlogging my life restaurants, media, podcasts, barbecue, chargers, you name it, Bulgaria. Um, it's it's all on there, but it's an easy way for me to connect with you and send you an invite for the show. Um, we also do a social shout out. This week's shout out goes to Helen Ralowitz Chapman. I don't know if I said her last name correctly, but Helen is amazing. She's part of the marquee team, mid-market sales. She's been joining us on Clubhouse and on LinkedIn. Uh, she's a rock star. I don't know how many technology companies we work with. It's a lot. We only work with the best, but I tell all of their sales teams, all of their marketing teams, you guys all have an open invite to come on stage. Helen, you're a rock star. She also, uh, she has a question for you, which is what is your current favorite hot sauce? Current right favorite now, hot sauce. Right now, I am very deep in Yellowbird Serrano. <laughs> <laughs> Yellowbird Serrano. Very deep in Yellowbird Serrano. Like subscription deep? Like I've got like like are I've you got, an influencer for them yet? Are you creating content for them? I think just an advocate. This is this so, is content. <laughs> I have I have probably about 12 travel size 2.2 ounces that I keep, one in my car, one in my backpack. And then I have the six ouncer in my fridge. 
everything Yellowbird does is incredible. Yellowbird, so Yellowbird, where are they out of? Do you know? Texas, Austin, or right outside. Austin. Austin. But um, okay. yeah, they're incredible. They will be in our holiday boxes here. So you're uh, a brand, you're a brand, you're a brand ambassador for them. You will be. I, I've given them enough money. I'll tell you that. We're I gonna, mean. we're gonna, we're gonna clip this up. I went, <laughs> I went through, a, I went through them. a trough phase, <laughs> then Yellowbird, uh, Pete Terry's. I mean, if I can't get, I don't get tattoos, but I'll put your sticker on anything. <laughs> <laughs> there you go so you don't have any tattoos no tattoos no my, tattoos. Scars all, my scars are all inside sean my scars are inside not outside okay i need one shout out from you who's who's the person you're gonna call out there's so much good happening right now um i'm gonna shout out margaritaville margaritaville okay. has had a moment in the last few months where they have navigated everything on social media, reviews, data, they have been such a rock star example of how to handle the digital side of your business as you grow. Not to mention, obviously, right, with the passing of Jimmy Buffett, right? It's a, yeah. it, was, it was a moment for them to really, I don't think there's a, a protocol on how to handle that. And I think they really touched on a lot of emotions, I know we were all pretty sad over here at Marquee and outside of that, just from the review side, you know, they've continued to focus on the business and grow and they've just been an example of what to do in any situation. And so, yeah, continue to there be. There it is. What, so we'll, uh, we'll put links to, so you guys can follow Margaritaville, show, show them some love on social, follow them, go visit them. They're everywhere. Um, but yeah, more importantly, learn from a business standpoint, the case study of, of how to, how to, how to handle um, like you said, something that there is no, there is no playbook for how to handle no precedent for it for them. And, yeah. and it was, uh, I continue to be impressed by that team. Amazing. Uh, how can people learn more about marquee? How can they follow you? Come find us www.marquee.com. M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. We could not afford marquee.com with the U when they started and we are just too deep into it now. So <laughs> M-A-R-Q-I-I.com. Uh, come check us out. We're at all the trade shows. Come find us at RFDC in Vegas, Pizza Expo, National Restaurant Show, RLC. You name it, we're probably there. Um, and come follow us online, LinkedIn, Instagram. We're on all the places. Apparently, are, thank you, Helen. And are you on? Are you on Instagram? I am on Instagram. Um, I might be getting off Instagram soon, but I am on Instagram right now. <laughs> right uh, now, it's a tough place. I know. Avido Burrito, um, come find me. Uh, and yeah, always happy to connect. Avi at marquee.com, M A R Q I I.com. Uh, please reach out, connect. We're always happy to chat, answer any questions. Oh, we appreciate you, Avi. Um, as always, thank you for your time. And you guys stay curious, get involved, and don't be afraid to ask for help. It's Avi Gorin, CEO. Co-founder, Marquis, get some. Thank you.